Hello, thank you for tuning in to the Outstanding Ohioan Show. My name is Ron Silico. This is episode 10. Today I am with Karen Starr, who is the co-owner of Hazel Tree Interiors in Akron, Ohio, and also the co-author of the book A is for Akron, and we'll be speaking about both these endeavors in some more detail. Karen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ron. Happy to be here. Okay. Uh, to start us off with an, an overview, Karen, what is Hazel Tree Interiors? How would you sum it up? Uh, Hazel Tree Interiors is a business that my husband, John Hated, and I started in um, March of 2010. And it was the meshing of our two businesses. Um, he is a custom picture framer, and I do interior design. With Hazel Tree um, in the space that we found to open our business uh, together, we found a beautiful gallery space. So we also saw the work of local furniture makers, lighting designers, uh, home decor artisans as well, local artists. Okay. So we have a gallery and we do picture framing and we do design there. Okay, great, great. Well, as our listeners know, this is this is a show sharing stories about Ohioans. Could you, can you give up some background into your journey uh, growing up from, from your childhood and in your journey through Ohio as well? Oh, sure. I'd love to. Well, I grew up in Stowe, Ohio. Uh, my entire adult life has been in Akron, Ohio, particularly uh, in the Highland Square area, the neighborhoods here in Akron. And, uh, you know, family of six. I had uh, two brothers and a sister and uh, a very, very creative mother. And I think that um, She's probably my biggest inspiration for the things that I do. She, you know, formed uh, lots of these creative roots, I think, that I, I've, um, you know, established along the way. Uh, she got those started in me. Um, I've always been a singer, uh, a performer. Uh, I've sung in different bands throughout time. I had uh, a, long, a long time uh, singing musical theater. And um, my career path uh, really started in theater. Uh, there was a local dinner theater called the Carousel Dinner Theater that I worked at for many years. Um, and uh, I started there right out of high school. I worked uh, backstage and did props and spotlight uh, operator and push scenery and, you know, kind of did all that stuff. I did the pre-show where I went out and sang a song before the show and did announcements and uh, just welcomed everybody and hosted the cabaret uh, lounge um, series in the lounge on Saturday nights after the performances. So I had a uh, musical theater, some jazz singing experience through that. I also spent a chunk of time in Okinawa, Japan, singing in a show, which was a lot of fun. And um, I uh, actually worked, as I said, there twice um, at the carousel. I went back the second time as the assistant to the producer and then eventually became the producer. Uh, to the, you know, to help the executive producer there. And, you know, that was just organizing all of the aspects of the production end of things. Um, so I traveled to New York City a lot. We got to cast shows from New York City and, and, uh, do all sorts of fun stuff at that theater. And, uh, I loved that theater. Sadly, it closed a handful of years ago. Um, and after I left there is when I got into the interior design world. I started uh, as an apprentice, as a design assistant to a local interior designer, um, and just kind of worked my way uh, into the business by learning it from the ground up and uh, became a project manager for 
the projects from that firm and um, eventually started uh, you know, my own kind of, uh, consulting business. My first business was called Karen Star Redesign. And uh, then that's when, uh, after I had that for about a year, my husband and I uh, decided to open up our own business, and that's where Hazel Tree Interiors came. So we um, got the keys to the building we're in in uh, March of 2010, and we opened in July of 2010, and uh, we're doing great. So great. that's how I got from start to current, <laughs> current day. Great. Well, what, what I, I, I know you have quite an extensive portfolio on your website. What Can you speak to the audience about some projects that they may be aware of that you've worked on? Uh, sure. I do largely uh, residential projects. I would say maybe 80% of my clients are homeowners and the other 20% are small business owners. Um, and it's like a current one that's really fun is opening um, towards the end of November uh, in Stowe, uh, where I grew up, which is kind of fun. Uh, it's called Cafe O' Play, and it's a um, half coffee shop uh, and cafe and half indoor play place for kids and there's a big glass wall in between the two so there's a little bit of soundproofing that happens there so the parents you know can chat with their friends on the one side if they wish and let the kids run around on the other side and I was hired to do the interior design for that whole space so that was really fun working with uh, such a an interesting and um and uh in the fun uh, project pulling together colors and materials furniture and, and all that sort of thing so Kind of the current uh, big one that I'm working on. Okay, great. Well, I'm sorry. What well, what was the name of that site again? Instead, Cafe Oplay. Cafe Oplay. So it's uh, C A F E O P L A Y dot com. Okay, we'll put that in the show notes so listeners can check that out as well. Great. So. Going through this journey, you talked about your mother was an inspiration, helped help really spark and, and nurture your creativity. Uh, who were some other inspirations that you had growing up? Um, oh, my gosh. Um, well, the owner of the dinner theater that I worked at, his name was, uh, well, his name still is. <laughs> his name is uh, Prescott Griffith, and he was just a huge inspiration to me. Um, a mentor of mine, and uh, he really taught me what it was to you know, work hard, uh, but also to treat uh, the people that you work with like family. And uh, I really enjoyed my time working for him. And um, also another um, work inspiration was Joel Wolfgang, who was the designer that I worked with and you know, just kind of came up in the business um, through his help. Uh, by just learning the trade uh, by becoming his design assistant and then project manager. He was just a really uh, he's a fantastic and interior designer. He lives in California now. Um, but uh, I, I just I learned a ton from, from, from both of them. And uh, also I would say uh, from my childhood, my father is a huge inspiration of mine. He really uh, showed me what hard work and dedication uh, was as well. Great. He's a very hard worker. Great, great. Something that we talk about in the show quite often uh, through these interviews that are talking about core values. How, what, how would you say, or I'm sorry, what would you list as your core values that you carry personally and through your business? Um, I would say that um, kindness is a core value. 
of mine, and that is personal and uh, business-based. So much of my business is uh, the reason why I do what I do. So much of it is because I want other people to have work. Um, that's why we opened a, a gallery that sells the work of local people um, to really try to push our economy through the artful things that these people make. Um, and um, I think some of the core values that um, I also have, you know, with my family life and also in business is just kind of, you know, knowing where where came from uh, and uh, and knowing where you're going, uh, where you want to go, being clear on, on that sort of thing. Those are things that I try to kind of always keep in my perspective. Okay. Great. I, I, I want to speak, talk about your purpose a little more that you just spoke to because what I, what I really was taken by in a positive way on your website is your involvement in the community. You just, even more than a person that enjoys giving back to the community, you seem very passionate about building up the Akron area from a community standpoint and whatever impact you could have on Akron. Can you, can you speak up to that passion and, and what you talk about with that? Sure. Uh, yeah, that is, that is one of my driving forces. Um, I just, I love the city I live in. I love the people that live in that city. I just think it's such an amazing space. Um, and um, I feel like right now um, is, is kind of a, a rebirth kind of time for Akron. And so I'm really happy to be part of it. And um, and to just kind of be a cheerleader almost for for uh, for the town, um, I love to do projects with friends that create fun and needed uh, different opportunities for people to experience. Um, and create things like a free outdoor movie night in a local historic cemetery, Glendale Cemetery, beautiful cemetery, and there are other events that happen in the Great Meadow there. And, uh, you know, just one thing that we, we figured out how to get it funded so we can do this for free for our friends and, and our community. And so we did it, uh, the third one this year um, in September. Uh, things like that. You know, um, also, the, you had said when you introduced me, being the co-author of this book, A is for Akron, um, I just, again, I love this town so much. And, and I there's so much um, history, really, really interesting history and uh, beautiful architecture and green spaces here. And uh, this is, you know, this book, along with my co-author, Joanna Wilson, uh, created this book just as kind of, um, you know, a love letter almost um, to, to the city that we live in. There's so many wonderful things about Akron, and we just wanted to, to put it into a coffee book form because nobody had really done this specific thing before. So the A is for Akron book um, was one way that I could really shout from the rooftops uh, about my love for this uh, for the city. And um, and this, the book has really um, been such an inspiration to me because we find that people will tell us the stories of where they're sending the book to. They'll buy a copy and it, you know, made it to Okinawa, Japan, and Shanghai, China, <laughs> all these places where former Akronites have moved to. And um, and and the book is um, is uh, you know a little bit of history, a little nostalgia, and beautiful photographs, um, historic photographs, and and current day photographs, and just a mix of of all of that, and uh, just a nice way to. 
kind of uh, outline all of the great things about the city. So I loved that project. I'm, I loved it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you shared that piece because that's what attracted me to reaching out and interviewing you because that's in many ways what this podcast is about is sharing the great things that in some cases people even in the state of Ohio overlook the great things that people are doing uh, from a community standpoint, a local standpoint, regional standpoint, state standpoint. And I'm, I'm really glad to hear it because I think we have a lot of the common beliefs about, about our, our region and our state. So uh, thank you for sharing that for sure. Uh, going back to your business, people like myself that have no concept of what a good interior design looks like. Take us through, if, if, I'm, a, if I'm a prospective customer, you come into my house or my place of business, what does a design process look for you? What, how's the way, what's the way you carry that out? Well, I do uh, all sorts of different projects um, because different homeowners have different needs, different business owners have different needs. So it could be something as simple as an hourly design consultation, which is actually how all of my uh, design projects started. They go into uh, bigger you know, scale because there are more needs than, um, than we do that, and we go into an agreement uh, to work on the project together. But everything starts with an hourly design consultation. Um, and, you know, it can be something as, um, as brief as I'm helping you pick your new paint colors for your home or I'm, um, you know, giving you some advice on local artists that you might want to have their work hung on your walls or, you know, something like that to um, entering into a design agreement because, you're, you know, I have a handful of clients that, you know, have, are moving into a new home. So they really uh, decided to just start over in many ways. Uh, or just take the best of what they have from their, uh, you know, their current home and bring those pieces over into the new home. So I'll help them incorporate, you know, the pieces that they have existing um, and uh, blend it with uh, new things. And one of the, the most wonderful things I feel about my business is that we sell so much locally made furniture and artwork. Uh, it's really you know, why I started uh, the gallery aspect of it, and it's how I started the foundation of my, of my business is encouraging people to use what they have um, and also to incorporate uh, repurposed pieces and, um, and locally made pieces. So we, um, we, we saw a lot of furniture made within an hour of Hazel Tree, and it just thrills me to no end to walk into a home and say, you know, and look around and, and know who made that coffee table and who uh, upholstered that sofa and who made that piece of art on the wall. Um, it's an environmental standpoint business-wise. You know, the closer it is uh, sourcing-wise, the better. Uh, it's not coming from far away. Uh, we also, you know, have better control over the materials, so we know things aren't toxic. And, uh, and we're putting local people to work, and that's uh, that's what excites me probably the most is that you know all, <laughs> all of my my friends, uh, if you will, also have work out of the work that I get. I actually wrote on a post-it note five years ago, and I still have this tattered post-it note, and it's on my bulletin board in my home office that says, "I want to make a store for my friends." And it wasn't just you know my friend Sharon down the road who's not an artist. It wasn't that. It was. 
I want to make a place that can sell the work of the people that support me and that I can in turn support. And that's exactly what we've done. So I just love that so much. That, that's such a wonderful purpose. Uh, yesterday I interviewed for the podcast Gavin Lehman from Lehman's store in Kidron, oh, Dalton area, Ohio. Uh, sure. And uh, again, again, such similar alignment with his philosophy, the family's philosophy and yours. It's, it's a wonderful motivation about trying to create partnerships locally and, mm. and, and share business within the area because it does make the greatest economic impact. That's a, that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to what you just spoke to about goal setting, it, it's such a critical thing to do in life. Can you can you share? You, you talked about five years ago. You you had a you you did a post it note. Can you speak mm-hmm. to what your process and your husband's goal setting process was, and how you've seen that play out uh, through the course of the business? Well, um, actually, I am, uh, for better or for worse, I'm not really a believer in setting goals such as in three years I want to make this much money. Uh, maybe I should be doing that, but I've never been that type of person. Um, what happens for me is I have an idea, I have a dream, and then I just put it in motion, and we'll see how long it takes. You know, sometimes um, it's something that really, you know, I feel like the universe wants to expedite. So <laughs> lines things up and uh, let things happen a lot quicker uh, than that. But, um, you know, for us, I mean, financially we do have, you know, certain things that we, you know, kind of wish we could, could be. But um, we don't live our lives uh, that way. We, um, we continue to grow uh, our business. We continue to do good work. We continue to get more referrals. We continue to, you know, do more cool stuff in the community. Like that's the the type of goal. Very loose. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Uh, Works for us. <laughs> yeah. What's so neat about it is you folk. I mean, you, you certainly have an outcome in mind, but you're so focused on the process and, and creating a quality process. Uh, to lead to lead to those positive outcomes. Yeah, and that um, that is, uh, I think the the way that I approach things is, you know, I'm focused on the moment. Um, I don't get attached to a certain outcome, which I think is the downfall of goals sometimes. Because if you set something, then you're only focused on that. Meanwhile, you've missed 47 other things that could have led hmm. you to to greatness or you know a really cool something. Um, so. I, uh, I think uh, just by remaining open uh, to, to what comes our way and just continuing to do a good job, um, that's, you know, kind of how we run things. Another funny little thing like that post-it note was we had, um, we had and we still have it in the back uh, of Hazel Tree, we have this, um, this uh, little kind of like piece of paper poster kind of thing. And... Um, and uh, it's a California, and it had this little inspirational message. It was left by the, the former owners. But on it, we wrote our opening uh, motto, and it was, we don't sell crap. That's our thing. We do a good job. That's our thing. And <laughs> that was what guided us. We didn't let anybody else see that. I mean, now I'll say it in a podcast, you know, four-plus years later. But, mm-hmm. no, that's what it was like. We sell quality, and we do a good job, and we focus on customer service, and we try to, you know, if there's something that goes wrong, we make it right, and uh, we always try to be fair, and that's you know that's how we that's how we go. 
you may have answered this question just now. Are those your have those been your keys to success? Um, I would say that uh, the key to Hazel Tree's success um, has been a mixture of me and marketing. Um, for some reason, you know, it can stir up a lot of opportunities to be interviewed for things like this. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's good. Um, uh, we're active on social media, and um, that just gets the word out. Um, you know, we send out a pre-visit questionnaire to every design client um, when we start working with them. And um, the last one that came back, the last question I'll always ask, how did you hear about us? And they answered, everybody knows Hazel Tree. And I thought, oh, that's so wonderful. It's <laughs> really great. So I think one of the keys to success is, is marketing. And uh, also, I just naturally love people and I love to get to know people and so you end up knowing a lot of people around town and then people know your name and then they find out what you do and we had a certain niche of um, you know local focused um, you know green design and selling the work of local people and you know that's something that's you know a very niche thing in, in Akron right now and that combination of all of it and uh, and so I think that got a lot of buzz so I think the key that's you know one of the keys to success as well is that you know, we, we were just kind of naturally marrying, quote-unquote marrying, uh, John and, and my uh, <laughs> John's and my uh, businesses. But in the, in the process, we were kind of forming something that didn't exist. And, um, and so that was, you know, we, we service, you know, kind of three different types of uh, customers at Maple Tree with picture framing, with interior design, and with our gallery space selling the work of, of local people. And also, I'm able to use the showroom and the gallery as um, examples for my design clients. So often, um, I'll say, oh, well, you, you know, here's a such and such by this uh, furniture maker. This is, you know, the quality, this is the style, but they can make anything. So we do a lot of custom work, um, but use pieces on the showroom as examples of what that particular artist or, you know, furniture maker can do. And that's worked well, having that gallery space. Okay. The dynamic working with your husband, how would you explain it? <laughs> well, we're around each other 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think it's, I think it's pretty good. You know, we haven't, uh, we haven't you know, shouted, each other, shouted at each other yet, you know, really, in the four and a half years. So that's really good. Um, he, you know, I, um, I handle certain parts of the business. He handles other parts of the business, and we, and we have an employee as well who handles, you know, the things that we can't or don't want to handle, you know, because we're busy doing other things. And um, and I think it's really, I think it's a nice combination, you know. He he does his thing, I I do mine, but and so we do have separation there. So um, you know, we kind of have our own duties, but it's working well. And our daughter is uh, part of our business as well in the sense that she comes after school every day. She's got a desk uh, there, and uh, she comes and does homework and, and um, you know, loves to give her opinion on, on uh, different things in the gallery or with design projects and, and that sort of stuff. So while we're not actually putting her to work, she's very much, uh, you know, there in the late afternoons every day, and so she becomes a part of it. Great. Um. Something I wanted to talk about with the audience was uh, about a year ago, I read the book $100 Startup by Chris Gillibo, and that's how I became familiar with your work because you're referenced in that book. Uh, 
how was that connection made between you and Chris? Well, I first um, I first started reading Chris's blog, oh gosh, probably five years ago, I guess, and then his book Art Nonconformity came out, and that was you know really really great. So with the tagline like uh, "Set your own rules, live the life you want, and change the world." How can you go wrong, right? That's, right. <laughs> I love that. So a huge fan of Chris's. And when he announced his World Domination Summit uh, three or four years ago, whenever that inaugural one was, um, it was the time when we were just starting the business. Um, but I said to John, it's really important I go to this. This is going to be game-changing. I want to be there. And so I was there. I was on that first one. And uh, it was a really, really cool experience to be in Portland around all these like-minded people, you know, firecracker people, just speaking my language. I was eating it up. I loved it. Um, and uh, from that, Chris, uh, you know, soon thereafter, announced he was doing the $100 startup book and sent out to his readers, uh, if you are an unconventional entrepreneur, if you've got uh, a story about, you know, doing things your way, I want to interview you for this. So. I think it was, gosh, I mean, remember maybe like a thousand people, I think he said, was, uh, were interested. And then he sent a questionnaire out to those. And then from that, uh, like 300 people got more in-depth interviews, obviously me being one of them. And then from that, about 75 different people uh, were featured in the book as case studies, if you will. And uh, so... Our story, bits and pieces of it, uh, made it into the book One Hundred Dollar Startup, and uh, it's been it's been fun. Actually, one of my friends here in Akron, um, he was a fan of Chris Dillo, and didn't I didn't know him yet, but he came into the shop because I just read about you in this book, and so that's how our friendship started, which is kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, you, you you talked a little bit about it earlier. Talk about. Talk about your book a little bit more. A is for Akron. What are, what are you trying to accomplish by writing this book? Yeah, well, it was just, you know, I, I love having these crazy ideas, and I love it when my friends say yes to helping me do them. So that's the case of, of me and Joanna Wilson writing this book. We have a third partner in the book. His name is Dominic Caruso. He owns the publishing company uh, that uh, published it, and he also uh, did the graphic design for the book. So the three of us uh, did this. And um, uh, Joanna and I kind of split up the letters of the alphabet. We each chose the 13 we wanted to write about. And uh, the format of the book is um, an A, I think the tagline, um, I think the tagline, the tagline is an A to Z guide of the places and things that make Akronites smile or something close to that. Um, anyways, uh, we just wanted, I just wanted to write this book about um the, the, as I said, you know, the, the history, the beautiful spaces and buildings in town, um, and just to have have something uh, to show people that come in from out of town. So it kind of becomes like a tour tour guide book because there we condensed all of the musty things in Akron into this little uh, book on the coffee table, and, and it's a, it was a lot of fun. Joanna had posted something on Facebook that was kind of the same formula. It was, you know, D is for DDCC, which stands for Dance Dance Party Party, and she's um, involved in that. It's a ladies-only dance party that uh, there's an Akron chapter of it. So she had shared something on Facebook um, back last March. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's a fantastic formula. And um, so I messaged her, and I said, hey, I've got this idea. Let's write a book. A is for Akron. <laughs> follow, follow that A to Z kind of guide uh, recipe. And, and so we did. And um, 
we uh, we dedicated you know at least a page of text uh, you know about the history and the nostalgia for each uh, featured um, place you know for the letters of the alphabet. But then we also did because of course there's not just 26 places you know and things here that are uh, wonderful. We did photographs and captions that allowed us to expand when there were multiple things for a certain letter. So it turned out great. Uh, it's gotten huge, you know, wonderful reviews. And as I said, it's going all over the world, all over the country. And, and uh, we're really, really excited about this holiday season because so many people are um, already buying books uh, for us and saying, I'm going to get 10 and send them to, you know, these people and that kind of stuff. So we are certainly gearing up. Um, but one of the, I think one of the cool things about uh, this book, and it just goes back to, you know, my wish to get things sourced locally whenever possible, um, we were able to get it printed by a local printing company. So we placed an order for another round of books, and we've got them, you know, in like less than a week because it's, you know, right down the road where they're printed and, and bound. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Great. Um, supporting the local economy in that way, too. So what would someone find in great in Akron that starts with the letter X? X? <laughs> you have to get a little creative on that one. Explore the parks. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And I, did, and I did air quotes from my chair just then when I did explore. <laughs> so everybody knows. Yeah, we had to get a little creative on that one. I was just curious. X, X seems to be a hard letter to match up with anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we didn't invent the Zyla Zone or anything. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, but we have a beautiful park system. So we, that's what we did for it. That's great. That's great. What legacy are you hoping to leave behind with the work and the business that you're involved with? Mm. Oh, gosh. You know, everything kind of... Well, you know, because you had said um, when you emailed me that your goal with us, your number one goal, is to share these stories with your children. Right. You know, that, that to me is so important. I want my daughter to, um, you know, to just experience all sorts of great things um, that I, not necessarily that I need to help create, but I think my motivation for creating a lot of the things that I do is because of her. And I want her to live in a thriving Akron that is an artful, kind, sustainable community. And if I'm involved in a local, help start a local sustainability network where we focus on, you know, sharing stories and making connections with people doing like, you know, like-minded work, that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, that's another factor that looks really important to me. And, you know, I want, I want her to, to be able to um, you know, just just experience wonderful things in this city if she chooses to stay here. So, you know, I guess my legacy is I hope to, you know, continue to do things that will make people love the city as much as I do or help them love it as much as I do. Um, and I also really feel that, you know, one of my purposes this time around is to uh, help artists and uh, furniture makers, um, people that, you know, I can sell their work through my business, um, help them to, you know, continue to have uh, more opportunities to be able to do their art for a living. Um, if I can, you know, keep doing that, I'm, I'm a happy lady. I'm a really, really happy lady. Great. 
But that, that's such a wonderful legacy, and it it's very similar to what I heard with Mr. Lehman yesterday when I asked the same question. His was we're trying to we're trying to preserve in some way a lifestyle of time gone by. That's not a, that's not exactly what he said, but it would that's a that's a good summary of it. Is just that that history piece, that connection piece from from one generation to the next. So that, that that's that's really great to to hear you say that. So, so you've mentioned it throughout the interview. What are some ways that people in the audience can connect with you online? Um, HazeltreeInteriors.com is uh, the way to get to our business page. Um, to get to the book page, A is for Akron.com. Um, yeah, that's how, that's how to find things that I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> Uh, on the, on Facebook, the, the local sustainability network that uh, I had mentioned uh, that I uh, co-founded with a handful of other people in town is uh, the Acronymic Games, which stands for the Greater Akron Innovation Network for Sustainability. And uh, you can find us on Facebook by searching Games, E-A-I-N-S. Great. And, uh, and, and how can, if people want to order your book, could they do that online? They can go to aosforakron.com and order it there. Okay, great. And also, if they're local to the Akron area, they can also find uh, a listing of local retailers that sell the book. Hazel Tree Interiors being one of them. You can just find copies at our store. Well, great, great. Is there any anything else that you'd like to promote uh, through your business or the community work that you're involved in? band they're great <laughs> sure why not i sing in a local band called roxy moron and that's just two x's and that's also <laughs> uh, found on facebook it's uh it's an eight piece band uh we do a crazy eclectic mix of covers and uh, full horn section and we have a blast so we get to do some really really fun gigs that we get to play the after party uh, for the Akron Marathon and Rubber Duck Stadium last weekend. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we get to do fun stuff like that. So I'm like, kind of a rock and roll thing these days in addition to <laughs> the other things. So well, wonderful. So well, we'll, we'll put all these links in the show notes uh, for sure. That's so. right. Great. Okay. Well, Karen, thank you for being our guest today on Episode 10 of the Outstanding Ohioans Show. Thanks so much for having me, Ron, and thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, thank you for listening. Please take the time to go to iTunes or Stitcher and rate the show and give feedback. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch you on the next show. Thank you for listening.